It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. All right, all right. Welcome to the Prep Rally Podcast. I'm your host, Chip Souza. I'm joined today by Paul Boyd, Henry Apple, Ricky Fires, and we've got Leland Barclay down in the River Valley. The usual suspects on a Wednesday afternoon. Ricky is like a little bit cooler yesterday. It's kind of nice. yeah, you know, kind of slipping up on us this week. It's going by real fast. Got Labor Day, yep. which I celebrated by not doing anything. You're How still about celebrate? You? I see you're still still celebrating. I'm, yeah, I'm still <laughs> man. I'm milking it. <laughs> there you go. So we had some uh, Leland. I'm gonna start with you down there. There's a wacky. There's a kind of a wacky week last week for. For me, week two of high school football, no week zero in the in the official capacity of week zero. But we had – how many games did we lose or have postponed because of COVID? We had the Mountainburg-Cedarville game postponed. Greenforce-Pottsville. Greenforce, Greenforce, who's yet to play a game, by the way. Pottsville. Uh, Rogers. Rogers and Stillwell, Roger, Oklahoma. Yep, Stillwell, yep, yep. And that may be it. There were four or five. Did Waldron play? Waldron, yep, another game. Yeah, Waldron played because their game against Mansfield was canceled, but Waldron picked up an opponent real quick, picked up Gore, Oklahoma. They picked up an Oklahoma, yes. Okay, so uh, COVID-19, you know, is still out there, still causing issues. It will continue to be, boys and girls. This thing is not going anywhere. It's, uh, It's going to be here. This is going to be a way of life for a long time. And, uh... You know, you need to do what you need to do to make yourself safe, and but more importantly, make the people around you safe. And so, um, I know uh, reading Henry, your note. Uh, now, this is how this this is how COVID nineteen affects teams. Uh, you know, and and weddings and and large gatherings of people. One kid, according to the note, I don't know Henry, did you do it or Rick? I did it. Did, Green Forest. One kid tested positive for COVID. One, off on their football team. However. When they did contact tracing, 26 other kids were affected by or had been in the vicinity of this one player, which means 27 of Green Forest, what, 29 or 30 players, 31 players, um, were in quarantine or they were in uh, isolation or uh, timeout, a COVID timeout or whatever whatever you want to say. But this is just, I mean, you might just be, you know, lockering next to someone. It could be they're the lineman playing next to you. They could just be, you know, uh, somebody you sit next to at lunch. Yes. Uh, they could have just, you know, come up to your, your, your car window and you roll down the window and spoke to whatever. This is how COVID-19 can be, you know, this is how you can be affected by it. You know, you don't have to test positive to be impacted by it. So if I can't stress this enough, well, really be a conscious of, of where your surroundings are and who you're around and and just you need to just, you know, protect yourself, but more importantly, protect others around you. Follow the science. Follow the science, absolutely. So last week we had some great games. Uh, we're going to start, Henry, with you, Bentonville, a game that uh, Rick and I both thought, Bentonville, based on what they had done the first week, Based on what had happened to Conway when they when they lost in the first week to Fayetteville, we looked at this Rick as a game that that Bentonville should win. However, Henry, when you turn the ball over thirty three times in the game, it's hard to beat anybody. It's hard to you know even Jody Grant said he says you know it wasn't thirty three turnovers. It close. Man, it sure felt like it. Yeah. He says you have that many turnovers in a game. He says I don't care if you're playing a junior high team, you're going to lose, and. That's what happened to Bentonville. Six turnovers, to be precise. 
and lost 55-41 in a game which downplayed the fact that Bentonville had 538 yards total Correct. offense and 36 first downs. Wow. wow. 36 first downs. 36. Amazing. So, Henry, they had three turnovers in the fourth quarter and two of them returned for touchdowns. Is that correct? Yeah, they uh, had a scoop and score. Scoop and score to end the game. That's what how Conway ended. Uh, then they had a – they had scored to tie the game at 40 uh, – at 35 on the – very Nick on the kickoff, Bentonville fumbles. Uh, Conway recovers and scores on the next play. Wow! So now it's forty-two to thirty-five, and then on the next possession, an interception return for a touchdown, but the uh, extra point was blocked. But it was forty-eight. Next thing you know, it's forty-eight thirty-five, and you had that sense. Okay, uh, Bentonville's now in trouble. Yeah. But keep in mind, they went back and scored, made it 48-41. Right. And they were driving inside the 30-yard line with two minutes left to play. They had plenty of time. But then on second down, they had a second and two, a bad snap that, you know, they recovered, but still they lost, lost nine, nine yards yard. yeah. because of it. Yeah. And then on fourth down, they fumbled again. The guy uh, scooped it up and took it in for a touchdown with under a minute to play. Wow. Of all the teams in our coverage area, that's why you picked Bentonville because they're least likely to make those kind of mistakes. Yeah, of, I don't did. care from Class A all the way to 7A. Bentonville, so uncharacteristic. That's why we, you know, picked Bentonville. But I'm, I imagine ball security and doing the fundamentals be a high priority this yeah. week in practice. Now, yeah. you, now, you got Bentonville that's, that's you know, suffered some turnovers. Harbor for the second week in a row. Yes. Harbor. You They've know, done this before. Yeah, they're, they're down 24-21 halftime to a good North Little Rock team. You know, Rick, they're always North Little Rock's always going to be good. Got great talent. Great athletes. They're down 24-21, and, uh, and they've had some turnovers in the first half, but they're still only down by three. And then the turnover bug bit them again in the second half, and North Little Rock just dominated them in the second half. Yeah. if I remember watching Harbor a couple times last year. If they could just tr trim down their turnovers, I think they finished, what, five and seven last year or four and six something? Yeah. They would have been easily an, an eight-win eight win team. team. An eight-win team, for sure. And, you know, I know this has to drive Chris Wood crazy. I know, listen, just by looking, watching your video and seeing the quotes, Jody Grant is an even-keeled guy, and I'm sure he had to – it took every bit he had, Henry, to give you quotes that you could use because I know <laughs> what he would like to have said. <laughs> yeah, but, but one thing I did catch real quick, and I'm sure you watched the video and saw this, he said in his own words, he says, I'm anxious to see how they're going to respond next week. I'm anxious to see what, uh, how, how their practices went this week is, is what I'd like Ooh, to see yeah. because I bet you they were, they were uh, 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 intense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I seem to recall th this leads up to a, a story I had once. I was at a scrimmage one time, uh, not around here, but it was a scrimmage, and I watched this team turn the ball over time and time again. And the uh, coach just looked at me and says, I don't know how we're going to control all these turnovers. And I told him, hey, I know how you do it. You quit feeding them the greasy fried chicken before yeah. meals, get them some pancakes there with some go. syrup, and let them eat it with their hands. Sticky, yeah, <laughs> sticky. Uh, they need to go to the Fred Belitnikoff School of Stick'em. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, Lester, Hayes. Lester, Lester Hayes. Lester Hayes. Lester yeah. Hayes, them uh, yeah. defensive backs. Yeah. yeah. So, Leland, this is not a game that you covered, but the, I think Greenwood and Southside are still scoring down there. What, what a crazy game that was, 54-48 Greenwood in a, in a shootout. Yeah, it was, uh, um, you know, a, a, a wild offensive game, obviously. Southside, 
just in the fourth quarter, scored four touchdowns and had 193 yards wow. of offense. Wow. They recovered two onside kicks. Oh. Uh, Greenwood was up 48 to 20. They were within one touchdown of getting the continuously running clock going. Yeah. 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 And it ends up 54-48. What a big game by David Sorg, who also uh, committed to play baseball this week at the University of Oklahoma. So big week for David Sorg, the Southside quarterback, big 6'5 quarterback. And uh, Leland, you and I have talked about this. I think Southside is going to be a factor in the 7A West. I'm not saying they're going to win it, but they're going to be a much better team. Um, they kind of took their lumps the first week, uh, but last week they were a whole lot better. Northside – I was able to hold them down in week one, but Southside much better last week. Put forty-eight points up on a you know it's Greenwood. That's that's a that's a pretty good week. You know the in the Northside Southside game, it just seemed like uh, boy, you could just see the potential. Uh, you know they turned the ball over on downs five times. Right. And so obviously, if they convert a couple of those, it's a you know maybe a different game. But you could just see the potential. And then last week, David scored thirty-four of fifty-three for 456 yards and six touchdowns. Wow, that's a pretty good week. You know, we've talked we've talked about their receiving core, and, you know, Desmond Lopez, Fulbright, caught nine passes. Luke Wyatt, eight passes. Uh, Tucker out of the backfield, seven. Uh, and then Kent Carlisle, six for 156 yards. Wow. And wow. touchdowns of 66 and 33 yards. And then big Dimitri Lloyd, you know, two for 20 and a touchdown. Uh, like you said, they they have the potential to make a uh, make it very interesting in the 7A West. Now, Leland, the game you had you had the Battle of the Bone um, over in Van Buren, Alma against Van Buren. Always a great some good rivalry games last week, and this one definitely falls into that category, Ricky. Yes, great rivalry game, Van Buren at Alma. Van Buren wins it 31-20 uh, to move to two and zero. I tell you what, Leland Malachi Henry, he said, you know what, Jaden was great. I may be better. He's, boy, I tell you, he, he is good. Seven catches for a school record 260 yards and touchdown re- receptions of 70 and 97 yards. Wow. And, and on my podcast, uh, Van Buren sent me the huddle clip of the 97-yard one. But the 70-yarder uh, was on the second play of the game, and he went up and took the ball away from three defenders and completed the 70 yard. Wow. The 97 was just a post pattern across the middle from the three. They had, um, they had, Van Buren had blocked the punt and taken over at the 19 yard line. Well, on the first play, the snap went over the quarterback's head and they recovered at the three yard line. Wow. Next play, yard 97 yards, touchdown. Wow. Well, he, uh, he's a bigger version of his brother, Jaden, who's uh, playing uh, at one of the Oklahoma schools, Rick. I can't remember. I think Oklahoma Baptist um, is where he's at. Um, and uh, Jaden Henry, of course, was a phenomenal athlete uh, at Shiloh Christian and then later at Van Buren for two years when his dad, Mo Henry, uh, was hired by Crosby Tuck to be the defensive coordinator at Van Buren. Uh, but Malachi Henry, a junior, um, is already you know poised to have a tremendous season as now he is the focal point of the Van Buren offense. And – he also plays on defense. He's a two-way player, and he's he's one of the best on both sides of the ball. And and you know he has four touchdown receptions now, and in two games. And uh, I know that uh, Rick had him as the uh, River Valley Player of the Week last week, and he may have even won up the the performance from Week One against Springdale. I think he um, did. You know, with his performance against Alma. I think he did. Well, Leland, what's on tap this week down in the River Valley? I know you got to get out of here early. What's what's the big game down there this week? 
Well, I think probably, uh, you know, Greenwood and Northside because, you know, that game is going to be in such stark contrast to the Southside-Greenwood game. Uh, you know, of course, you know, Walter got his stats to me on Sunday because I think it probably took him took, all week to, probably, to figure that. <laughs> he went through um, 15 stat sheets. He, he, yeah, there were there were 166 offensive plays in that game. Wow. There wow. were 26 uh, offensive uh, possessions. Greenwood had 12. Southside had 14. This week, the, the Northside Greenwood game may have half of both of those. There may not be even 100 offensive plays, and each team may get about 10 possessions or nine possessions, maybe even eight. Uh, because I think for Northside to win that game, they need some 10 and 12 play drives, and which they they're very the capable to, of. Yeah, they got the backs to do that with uh, Ty Massey and uh, Sunquist Church. They do have the backs. And and Walker Cat Savage, you know, he, he'll break off a run. I mean, this guy's a receiver playing quarterback, yeah, basically. Well, and, it, yeah. and it's funny, uh, you know, Coach Young, yesterday I went down and talked to them, talked to Luke Brewer about, you know, wearing number 84 this year. Right. But uh, – Chris Young made the comment, uh, you know, because I was asking about their running game and stopping the running game and, you know, getting their offense off the field. And he said probably after watching the film of Friday night's games, they've probably went back, gone back, and, and added some pass plays. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Leland, I know, I know you need to get out of here. Is there anything else going on in the River Valley we need to know about? Well, just a, a great tribute to Aaron Gamble and his son Landry yes, on yeah. Friday night at Greenwood. Um, you know, it's it's. I mentioned this in my show too. You know, in Greenwood they have a saying: it's it's not about me; it's all about the G. Yep. And uh, Aaron Gamble really and truly, uh, you know, epitomized that. Yes, he I mean, did. He really did. Yes, he that did. Was, uh, and uh, Walter he was Woody, a perfect example of that. Walter Woody did a very nice story that was in the Sunday Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette about Aaron. And those of you who might not know this, Aaron Gamble was uh, was a good football player at Greenwood, a team captain um, back in the mid '90s. Uh, he was uh, uh, tragically he and his son were killed in a car wreck uh, in Oklahoma this past summer. Um, anyone who ever ever uh, played. <laughs> For Aaron Gamble, as a when he was a coach for a brief time, uh, he was also a, a, an administrator for Greenwood Schools. Uh, he epitomized that. He he epitomized all about the, the good in people and uh, tremendous loss for the school district. But what a tremendous honor that the school district uh, gave his family Friday night. They retired his number eighty four jersey that he wore as a quarterback uh, his senior year. Uh, moved from offensive center to quarterback his senior year. A move that doesn't has happen very often, um, and uh, just a tremendous thing that Greenwood Schools did for him. Well, and you know, Luke Brewer then went out and caught twelve passes for two hundred and twenty-two yards and three touchdowns. Wow! Wearing. Wow! And he'll be the last player at Greenwood to wear eighty-four. Uh, we'll have a list of those players in uh, Friday's uh, preview of the players who's who have worn eighty-four since. Uh, since Aaron Gamble, which, you know, the, the years before that, as an offensive lineman, he wore 72. Yeah. And, uh, of course, he was the shotgun center for Travis McDaniel and then uh, won the competition uh, to play quarterback his senior year. There you go. There you go. Well, Leland, we'll let you go, and uh, we'll catch you next time uh, as part of the show for sure. 
And uh, be sure and check out Leland's Prep Rally Football Report. That'll be in the Thursday Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, as well as his game preview in the Friday edition of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Leland, take it easy. We'll talk to you again soon. Good deal. So, Ricky, we're going to kick it over to you. You were over at the Battle of Highway 62, the 62nd meeting between Farmington and Prairie Grove, two towns where the Farmington city limit sign is on one side of the pole and the Prairie Grove city limit sign is on the other side of the pole. They're as close as neighbors can be. Uh, you know what? There's not much rattles around my head. About for the Friday, Saturday, Sunday month, the things that have been rattling around my head is being down on the sidelines toward the end of the game, and we hear the Farmington cheerleaders, it's our highway, yep, it's it. our highway, <laughs> and it sure was. That's a that's usually a big-time rival, but uh, uh, Farmington, oh, my goodness, they got uh, all kind of uh, weapons on offense. They were firing fi uh, 56-27 with the final score, and it was going back and forth. Both teams were making mistakes, kind of going, but in that final minute, Oh my goodness! Uh, just a bad, a bad minute for uh, for uh, Prairie Grove. Uh, I think Farmington only had by one touchdown. Uh, Prairie Grove fails to cover the kickoff. Yeah, and it, I could see how it could happen. You thought the ball was going to roll, but it's an oblong, uh, yeah. weird. This ain't no tennis ball. Right. And it, you thought it was going to bounce into the end zone. It bounces back out. Farmington recovers on the four-yard line. Of a course, they a beautiful like wedge shot at like golf. Wedge, yeah, like wedge hits shot. It, and it checked back. <laughs> and you know what? I guarantee you, uh, Danny Absher got that straight on a uh, uh, kick kick return. Yeah. But then they, they yeah, in that final minute they scored two touchdowns, got a field goal. Uh, Prairie Grove uh, threw the they only completed three passes and they had the ball and they threw an incomplete, which stopped the clock. And then Farmington was able to go down and kick a field goal. Yeah. They had all the momentum. Uh, they talk about the quarterback uh, down there, Bryce Perkins, uh, Van Buren, but we've got a phenomenal young quarterback here at Farmington, that Cameron Van Zant. He ran for three touchdowns, passed for two touchdowns. Um, Elsick, um, his longest gain was 16 yards, but man, he's a grinder. Just He'll get pounded. you six, seven, yeah. eight, Just nine pounded yards. Pounded it on him. Pounded him. Pounded him. Pounded him. Help him run the clock a little bit. So Farmington is looking. You know, they may be one of the most improved teams in the state this year. 50, really impressed with them. 56-27, Farmington claims that rivalry game, the Battle of Highway 62. Ricky, I was down on the sideline for that game uh, I saw know, shooting you. video. And uh, what an electric atmosphere that yes. was. Uh, of course, I always love to go to Prairie Grove games. Their student section is fantastic. Farmington's got a good student section. They were fantastic. So they were kind of going back and forth over there, especially when it was 14-14 early. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, Farmington wins this one. And, uh, Ricky, I said it the other night, and I will say it now, Farmington is poised. They, they are poised to be a juggernaut program in 5A under J.R. Elders. They are right there. As long as they're in 5A. Yep. I mean, they'd be good even when they move up to 6A. But they're probably going to be in 5A for at least another cycle. So don't you think, Henry? Probably for Several, as far yeah, as football, yeah, maybe in you know a couple of cycles. We'll have to wait and see when this uh, – Bella Vista Byway, and all of a sudden now I'm hearing this. Uh, that's when gravity's going to explode. But now I'm hearing this talk about they're trying to where they can connect the Bella Vista Byway down even farther south here. Yeah. So, oh, if it gets another connection, maybe to Farmington or something like that, we could see another explosion. Yeah. Yeah. And you're already seeing houses just going up left and right down at Farmington. So we had that going on, and then. Uh, also, uh, on Friday night, you know, Boonville-Ozark has been a good rivalry game. When Boonville has been in 4A, 
they were conference rivals in the in the 4A4, and then Boonville dropped down to 3A. They had a uh, lost a plant down there a few years ago and, and had some people yeah, move people out. Lost their jobs. People yep. lost their jobs. Um, so they've dipped down a little bit in enrollment. So now they're down in 3A, which now, now you know, they're in the same, you know, down there with uh, they're the 3A4, not the same conference with Charleston, but but they're down there in that same mix. But they still play, Ozark and Boonville. And uh, the last couple of years, or, or this year, it was all Boonville, and it was the Ray Show, the uh, Randon yeah, Ray. they still got some Rays. They got yep. some Rays, and this is uh, Randon Ray is the quarterback, and Ryland Ray is his little brother, and they are the children of Gator Ray, who was a star player at Boonville. And uh, that's one thing about Boonville, boy, the, the, the train just keeps rolling. It, it never slows down. Same colors, yeah, same just, numbers, just dip, putting different bodies in them. Yep. Yep, and uh, you know we we've talked about Boonville and the toughness uh, of those kids down there, uh, Paul. There, you know, Boonville's got one of the better powerlifting programs in the state. Back when they used to get to have powerlifting competitions, absolutely. You know, that year they won the state title a couple of years ago. They also won the state powerlifting championship. There you go. They beat the seven A schools, the six A yeah. schools. They they won it and beat everyone. Did so. yep, absolutely. Hey Chip, I uh, I've covered a few, not as much as I used to when I worked in Fort Smith. Like when first time I went down there, you know, people look at me kind of, well, who's this guy? You walk in the press box at Boonville, and if you're not wearing purple, you're an outsider. Outsider, yes. They say, who is this guy? Who, yeah. who's it? What kind of troublemaker is this guy? Yeah. Man, they all love the uh, Boonville Bearcats yes, they and do. that purple from head to toe, and uh, man, uh, uh, they have put it on you. Well, I think, you know, Henry, I know, you know, Harding Academy is the defending state champions in 3A. Um, you got some good teams in 3A. Prescott, very, very good. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think Boonville is going to be a team to watch. They, I think, advanced three rounds deep last year, maybe two, but I think it was three. I think it was three as well. Yep. yep. And, 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 Ryland, and and then and Randon Ray back this year to lead the team. So they'll be a factor. Yeah. Also, you know, don't forget Harding Academy in this group. Exactly. For, for one more year. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is going to be their parting year. So, you know, I'm sure a lot of the public schools are saying thank you and goodbye. And goodbye. Parting <laughs> gifts, yeah. yeah. yeah They're going to exactly. get some parting gifts. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, Doc Crowley, again, yep. one of our guys, a Charleston guy. a Charleston yep. graduate, and uh, he's paid his dues and, and uh, um, is, uh, you know, doing well at Boonville. And, he, he, you know, he had some big shoes to fill, but it uh, looks to me like he's, he's getting them laced up pretty tight. Uh, they're no different than they have been, so – Look forward to watching them all year long. Exactly. So let's talk about Elkins a little bit. Elkins, they absolutely waylaid uh, Greenland Friday night, 49-14. to Deshaun Chairs, Ricky, he's the Northwest Arkansas yes. Democrat Gazette Player of the Week. He had a pretty good game. He only carried the ball nine times, which is, you know, I thought. Well, actually, the, um, when I talked to Coach, he carried ten times. Ten, okay. Which that made my math a little bit easier. Okay. He carried the ball ten times, scored five touchdowns, which means he scored a touchdown every other time he touched the ball. Well, I'm not a math major either, Ricky, and I think that, but I think that's a pretty good ratio. That, that, Paul, would you really agree? That's very yeah, that's yeah. We, we're no math. There are not a lot of mathematicians around <laughs> no. here. Yeah, but that's really good. Pretty good ratio. So so five. And he's just a sophomore. And just a sophomore. Another another great sophomore. So Zach Watson has got the Elkins Elks off to a two and zero start down there. They've looked really good in both games. Uh, I thought this would be a better game. Uh, you know, especially with J.J. Hollingsworth at Greenland, I thought he'd be a good run stopper in the middle. But, boy, Deshaun Chairs, I don't know where he, you know, where he's, you know, what he did last year. I guess he played ninth grade football. But, man, what a statement he made Friday night. Well, that's one thing I asked the coach. I said, let me d- double check. So, Hollingsworth played in this game, right? 
Yes. Yes. And I, I don't know if they're blocking him. I mean, he just one guy. Hollingsworth, one guy. Right. But uh, they were they were fantastic on offense. So well, they neutralized him. Whatever they, it did, whatever they it neutralized was. him. Maybe they had nine guys blocking him when they neutralized him. Now, of course, you know Watson. He he was a, he was a coach at Greenwood. He, he knows he, about he, offense. He kind of knows about offense, and and uh, they're certainly putting up the numbers. And we've talked about this, Henry. When you take Shiloh Christian out of the four A one, it's going to happen. I mean, yeah. it's inevitable. It's going to happen. Uh, Elkins all of a sudden looks pretty good, and Gentry. Ricky looks Gentry. pretty good. Gentry also yeah. off to a 2-0 start. Beat Lamar. And so you're going to take Shiloh out of this conference, and Prairie Grove's going to go out of the conference. That's going to open it up for a lot of teams, and, and Gentry and uh, Elkins look like they're primed and ready to uh, – look. And, and maybe Ozark comes in, and that'll be great. The conference is going to be good. It's going to be a good conference. Yeah, yeah, and, of course, that will be next year. But right. this year right now, I, I'm going to say Elkins, Prairie Grove, and Gentry – that is going to be some interesting games yeah. in trying to determine who's going to be the two, three, and four seeds in this conference. Right behind Shiloh, right, mm-hmm. which I think is going to clearly be the number one seed unless they, you know, have you know some kind of COVID issues go through the team or a lot of injuries. They're, you know, they're going to be the team to beat for for sure. I tell you what's going to be interesting is when Elkins play Shiloh Christian. You when you have Zach Watson at you know with his high powered offense, you've got Jeff Conway his high powered offense. What's the over and under on offensive plays run in this game? I'm <laughs> exactly. going to set it right now at about 180. Exactly. Now, Shallow Christian went down to Poto, Oklahoma on Friday. A very, very good team. A much larger school. A much, much larger school. Um, and they were able to come back home with a 27-21 win. Um, Henry, they're 2-0 and this year. They were 14-1 last year. So, they've won 16 of their last 17 games. Shallow Christian has the one loss, Ricky. Sand Springs Page, which will come in not this week, but next, next week, week yeah. to Shiloh. They lost a one-point game to Sand Springs last year, 29-28. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, this year how you know what Shiloh's able to do in that game. I wonder if that's by design. Did they want Sand Springs so bad that they got an idle week before that game? Could be. Or maybe that's just a, a quirk in the schedule. Usually you do that in a, between a start conference or something. But, uh, no, I – I was already so excited. I was already writing up on it and realized, um, you know, somebody had to tell me it's next week. Next week. But, you know, I uh, talked to Jeff Conway. He's really impressed. You know, you work down at Fort Smith. You know about the quality yes. of East Oklahoma. The Poto, Poto Pirates. The Pirates, man. Yes. I have a lot of respect for yes, them. Yes, sir. They're yes, big sir. and physical. Yep. And Jeff was really uh, complimentary about uh, how their guys got physical and right. got after it. And, you know, one of our favorite, Ben Baker. Little scat back, yep. running back, defensive back, does everything. He had another big game for three the Saints. Three TDs. Had three TDs yes. in that game for Shallow Christian. And you're right, Ricky Poto. When you when you go over across the border and you take on a Poto or you take on a Salisaw, yes. you know, you're stepping up. Those are those are big time, big time good foot good solid football for Spyro. Good solid football programs right there on that Arkansas Oklahoma border. Very, very good team. So props to Shiloh Christian yes. for stepping up their schedule and taking on Poto two years in a row. So that's that's really, really good. They're not all they're not all just fancy fancy. No. Yeah, they, they they can pound you too. Yeah, you better believe they can. So that's what's going on in football. Paul, we're gonna kick it over to you and talk about a little yes. volleyball. We uh our, had our, our uh, Hogs Illustrated Sports Club meeting today um, at Mermaids. That's every week on Wednesdays at noon in which we, we recognize a program, a top program in the area. This week, our program was Springdale Harbor Volleyball. And, Paul, 
Boy, they're deserving. They're ten and zero. Ten and zero off to a great start, and uh, you know lost in the state semifinals a year ago, but returned a ton of kids. Uh, what fourteen seniors? Wow, in that that's what group. she said. Fourteen you know, out of fifteen. It's, wow. Uh, you know, so those kids have that experience, and I I just believe I think I said it a week ago. I, looking at the teams right now today, Fayetteville and Harbor are up here. Yes, sir. And everybody else is kind of down here. We'll see. We've got a lot of a lot of season left, but uh, but I'm telling you, Harbor, uh, there expect them to be right there at the end, fighting for a state title. Now, Cassie mentioned today these these are she's this is her third season as the head coach at Harbor. So these are the first these seniors is the first group of girls that she's had in her program from from sophomore to senior, and you know they're playing like it. Absolutely. Without a doubt. I mean, we've talked about Kaylin Coons. We've talked about Kat Cooper, Josie McCroskey. Uh, they just they just have so many players who do who all do their job. Yeah. They know what they're doing. Well, that's what and, it takes. And they and they play together. They they got a great group. Well, that's fantastic. We got so volleyball action is going on. We got golf going on. We got cross country going on. Shallow Christian held their annual meet always on Labor Day uh, weekend mm-hmm. on that Saturday. And, Henry, I know you had some results on that. Who who won that meet? Bentonville won, uh, swept the team titles. And this is going to be a very interesting year in cross country because, you know, we don't have the Ruben Reyna. We don't have the – and I'm going to just spout off names from past Cameron Fisher Ooh. or, you know, the, the Mayberry twins for Bentonville. Right. Who's going to emerge as this? Well, somebody will. I know. But I'm telling you, you know, early indications, uh, Bentonville's not ready to relinquish those state titles just yet. Well, we got cross country going on. We'll have the Chili Pepper Festival coming up here in about another oh, about three or four weeks. Uh, coming up, that's always in October. So we have that going on, Ricky. We'll have golf. Uh, Henry, I think it is Rogers hosting the six A girls. That is golf. correct. Is that right? Rogers be hosting the 6A girls, and uh, we have a girl over at uh, Harbor uh, Kilcrease, their name? Yeah, uh, the golfer? Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, so uh, she, what's her first Grace. name? Grace. Grace, Grace. Gracie Kilcrease. Um, so she will be uh, one to watch over there. Of course, Bentonville boys um, in golf, they are back-to-back defending state champions, back-to-back. Kent Early um, has done a great job there, and I think their state tournament may be in Cabot. It could be in Little Rock, but it's somewhere in central Arkansas, I believe. Uh, so that'll be coming up soon. It won't be very long. It'll First be week soon. in October for yeah. the boys. Uh, the girls is even a week ahead of that. So Correct. You know, the late September, early October, right in there. So, you know, it's hard to fathom. It just seems like yesterday school started, and their season's just about over That's with. correct. That's correct. So got a lot of fall sports going on. Maybe, maybe the weather's turned a little bit cooler, Ricky. I hope so. I'm tired of these 95-degree days. I got up about 4.30, walked the dog this morning, and I found it was almost – Little cri- little crispness. Just a little bit, and I saw a leaf just twirling there down. There you go. And I had a big old smile like a Cheshire cat. It's yeah. coming. I'm ready for it. I am ready for Me fall too. to get here and ready for that cooler weather, hoodie weather. I'm ready for that to be here. So that's all we've got for today's edition of Prep Rally, the podcast. And uh, we'll be back next week, and we'll talk about – I know it's week three. They call it week two. Whatever it is, we're getting close to conference time. we got – this week and next week, and then we get into the real football season, the conference play, and I cannot wait for that, Henry. Now, that's when uh, that last week in September, that's when it really – everything starts to count. You know? Absolutely. You know, these, these games, they're important for teams to, you know, to win or lose or, you know, to get better and that. But come that 
September, that last Friday in September, that's when you start building toward a, you know, a conference championship, state championship. That's when it all begins. That's, that's, when that's it go begins. time. It's that's go, go time. time. So that's it for this week. Now, we also want to remind you that we have a prep rally video that drops every Tuesday where we recap the Friday night football game. So we got that. So you can catch that on the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette's YouTube page. So go to that page and subscribe, and you can get that show. We also have the beautiful Ricky Fires and I who host Prep Rally Live on tape, and that show drops on Thursday afternoons in which we will talk about the uh, game of the week, and we'll also talk about some other games, and Rick will make his picks. He went 16-1 and one the first week, Paul. I don't think he went 16-1 and one last week. Well, but it wasn't one in sixteen, though, was it? It was not one in sixteen. Fourteen and five. Fourteen and five. Ah, still pretty good. Ah, there, there you, you go. go. There you go. So be sure to catch those again. That show also on the YouTube channel, our our YouTube channel. So be sure and go to that page and subscribe to both of those shows. And uh, just to see Ricky Fire's face is is worth the effort it takes to go ahead and hit that no. subscribe button. Let's not lie to the people. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for this week's edition of Prep Right of the Podcast. Don't forget, do it for the kids. Do it for them. Be smart. Be safe. Do what you have to do. Thanks for being with us, and we'll catch you next time. The Prep Rally Podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.